Welcome in, everybody. What's up? Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Football Sage Podcast. It's your host, Michael Fricano. It's Tuesday, October 6th. That means it's time to get your waiver wire pickups in order for week five. Maybe you're dealing with a multitude of injuries on your roster, which most of us are. Or you just need to prepare for some of your players that will be out on bye. That would be the Lions and Packers players this week. Whatever the case may be. This show will hopefully give you some insight to fill in those gaps. Last week, we were all forced to adapt to sudden changes in scheduling and players missing time, particularly due to COVID-19 protocols. But by remaining diligent and informed, most of us, I hope, were able to keep things afloat. You know, as frantic as it may seem, you know, some days as news breaks, there's always a solution. I'll be providing player news regularly throughout the week. Look, we got this, folks. If it was easy, I don't suppose it would be very fun, now would it? Anyway, that's my pep talk for the week. I'll just shut the hell up and get to the good stuff now, okay? First up for player news, running back Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns will not need surgery on his medial collateral ligament. So his MCL isn't as bad as was originally anticipated, but he's still expected to be out about six weeks. So that means Kareem Hunt should receive most of the work at the running back position for the time being. We're going to have to consider most weeks, he's at least an RB2 and RB1 until Chubb gets back. Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler is expected to be sidelined for four to six weeks with a hamstring injury and a hyperextended knee. According to sources, he's in the process of seeking a second opinion on his injuries and recovery timetable. While this isn't the best of news, it's not exactly horrible considering if you watch both injuries on Sunday's games. We were pretty much considering that there was a possibility both of these players would be out the remainder of the season, but fret not. They're not going to miss as much time as we thought. Uh, we will cover some waiver wire selections here after player news. I'm sure many of us are going to be scrambling to fill in those key positions, those RB1 positions. Now, there's no RB1s on the waiver wires, but you know, for a few weeks, we can manage to salvage our situation. Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey still has a week before he is eligible to come off of injured reserve. But coach Matt Rule told reporters yesterday that the running back is attacking rehab every day. Now, this sounds great. Rule believes that McCaffrey has a decent shot of returning in week six versus the Chicago Bears. I would look more towards week seven against the New Orleans Saints if you are a CMC owner. I I can only imagine that they're not going to be in any rush to bring him back, especially when running back Mike Davis has been filling in his shoes. Pretty well, who's been producing as an RB1. Week five, they're up against a disappointing Atlanta Falcons defense. So Mike Davis owners should be thrilled to start him and not be in any hurry to see CMC return to the field. Unless, of course, you have both. New England Patriots running back Sony Michelle was placed on injured reserve yesterday uh, due to a quad injury. Now, most of us, I hope, please tell me you don't have Sony Michelle rostered. Let's say you did. 
Um, this means that you are probably, we will talk about him later in the episode. Damian Harris is going to, you know, get a lot more opportunity as long as Michelle is out. I think he's a better running back than Michelle, hands down. Uh, we saw him against the Kansas City Chiefs last night, and he got 10 carries for, no, 17 carries for 100 yards. So he should get a lot more opportunity. As long as Michelle is out, hopefully he just takes the position altogether. But really, that backfield remains unchanged as far as confusion. We got James White and Rex Burkhead back there as well. Any given day, any one of those guys can shake out. That doesn't mean we're not interested in Damian Harris. I think he's a talented back, as I just said. So Michelle will be out. They haven't given a timetable, but I'm guessing at least a week or two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette did not practice yesterday. As Fournette owners know, and some of us who actually watch football, Fournette did not play in week four and is questionable for this week's game. We'll know more as the week goes on. San Francisco 49ers running back Raheem Mostert is not expected to be available for week five, but has not been ruled out, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. I... It's a somewhat confusing statement here. He's not expected to be available per the huddle, but he's not been ruled out. It's just one of those things that we're going to have to monitor throughout the week, his practice participation. Jerick McKinnon will continue to see most of the work as long as most of it remains sidelined. We'll get more as the week goes on as well. And to continue on in the realm of disappointments, we're going to go on to Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. He is uncertain for week five against the Carolina Panthers. So if you watch the game or if you're a Jones owner, you know he checked out in Monday's game against the Green Bay Packers due to the same hamstring injury that led him to be questionable leading into the game. I took a risk in playing him in one league, and I was really disappointed. He got me five fantasy points. So I'm going to be hesitant, and so should you, to play him in Week 5 against the Panthers. And if you couldn't think that things would get much worse for the New York Jets, think again. New York Jets quarterback Sam Darnold is not expected to play in Week 5. Not that it would really make a difference for their horrible offense, but he's not going to play due to a separated shoulder. Joe Flacco will get the sh- – will get the sh- I said I almost said Joe Flacco will get the shark. Joe Flacco will get the start. Um, Yeah, like I said, it does get worse for the Jets. I'm sorry, Jets fans, but that Freudian slip was really, when I think of the Jets, it's it's just a giant shard on the field. Miami Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick was confirmed as a starter for week five by head coach Brian Flores. Now, apparently there's been some media pressure to put Tua Tagliavola in. And, you know, Flores says that he's not going to be pressured by the media, that he's not in any hurry to put Tua in until he's absolutely certain that he's recovered from his hip injury. However, the fact that the conversation is being tossed around as much as it is, I think it's just a matter of time. I'm a Fitzpatrick fan, but where I have him, I'm seriously considering dropping him for other options. It's just going to take one bad week, folks. And we're going to see Tua in action. Despite the fact that everybody has a bad week once in a while, I feel that Fitzpatrick's first bad week, I mean, where he just does horrible, that's when we're going to see Tua come in, 
don't get you, don't get caught with your pants down. That's all I'm saying. That wraps it up for player news. Let's get into these waiver wire pickups for week five. Let's start off with the quarterback position. Now, let's say you're dealing with a Cam Newton injury or a Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Hopefully not a Drew Locke injury, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Darnold. Hopefully you're not dealing with that rubbish. But let's say you've got an injured quarterback or you've got a quarterback on by. We will start with some possible options. Aaron Rodgers is on by and Matthew Stafford this week. So our priority list, I'm going to say, is probably Teddy Bridgewater. He's up against Atlanta, and we've seen Atlanta just be horrendous on defense. And Bridgewater had a great week last week. He's only 39% rostered. And as I said, Fitzpatrick, he's out there. He's 58% rostered, and they see San Fran. It's a tough matchup. I'm just, if you're a risk taker, sure, I'm not interested. We got Kirk Cousins out there. He sees Seattle. That should be a pretty high-scoring game. He's 44% rostered. The rookie, Justin Herbert, is up against New Orleans at New Orleans. He's only 36% rostered. You know, he could honestly just, he's been doing good. He could take over uh, Tyrod Taylor's job. However, he could also lose his job once Taylor is healthy. So just keep that in mind. We need to see him another week, I'm thinking. If he shakes out against New Orleans, I think he's a definite streaming candidate. Now, Daniel Jones, he's only 45% rostered. That's a New York Giants quarterback. Now, they're up against the Dallas Cowboys. That should be a great. I would probably put him at the top of my options for quarterback pickups if he's still out there in your waivers. Also, Derek Carr is out there, and 30, he's only 37% rostered. And they play the Kansas City Chiefs. I would look for Derek Carr to have to struggle to keep up with that Chiefs offense, no doubt. So if you're going to prioritize it, I would probably say Daniel Jones, one, Derek Carr, two, and Teddy Bridgewater, three, Kirk Cousins, four. That sounds about right. For the running back position, if you're dealing with key injuries like Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, McCaffrey, Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Le'Veon Bell, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, Zach Moss, Tevin Coleman, and Carlos Hyde. Not that the last couple were very significant, but there's still injuries nonetheless that are probably taking up a spot on your roster. Uh, on by, we have Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and Carrion Johnson. So any of the above-mentioned running backs you're looking to replace for the week or weeks to come. We mentioned Damian Harris, running back for the New England Patriots. I would certainly put him at the top of the priority list for running backs. Um, He's only 36% owned in leagues. D. Ernest Johnson, running back for the Cleveland Browns. He saw a ton of work uh, with Chubb being out. Down the stretch, he's going to get a lot of volume. This, off, this offense, they love to run, so there's certainly room for two running backs. Hunt will be the lead dog. D. Ernest Johnson, will, he got 100 rushing yards this past week, so 
that tells you anything. Justin Jackson, if he's still out there, he's only 8% owned in leagues. With Eckler going out, I really like him as a strong pickup. Now, Joshua Kelly, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the one to own. He's not going to be out there in your leagues. You might want to check. Maybe. I mean, just it's not going to hurt you. He's 82% rostered, so chances are he's not. But it doesn't hurt to look. Now, like I said, Justin Jackson's only 8%. He should see a lot of volume. Chase Edmonds, see if he's out there just in case Kenyon Drake isn't as healthy as we'd like to think. Um, if, if it's serious, then look to Chase Edmonds to be a, a very valuable pickup. He's 60% owned, and they play the Jets. Keyshawn Vaughn, depending on how long Fournette is out, I would definitely consider Keyshawn Vaughn. He had two receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. It's not impressive. However, we know how Bruce Arians is, right? If Fournette's out, Rojo fumbles the ball once or twice, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be the guy that they go to. Definitely keep tabs on him. But the priority list, as I see it, is Damian Harris, Justin Jackson, then Dearness Johnson. And throw Chase Edmonds in there. I, I, I find it highly unlikely if he's out there. But if he is out there in your league, I would certainly put him at the top of the list. Moving over to the wide receiver position, the injuries of note would be probably Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, who we're still uncertain about, A.J. Brown, also still lingering questions, and Deontay Johnson. So the bye, we have Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. Now, all of those players we need to consider replacements for for the week or weeks to come. I got T. Higgins, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's only 52% rostered. Now, I know it seems that that receiving corpse is quite crowded, but Higgins is getting targets and he's producing. So look to see if he's out there. Scott Miller of the Buccaneers, he is only 21% rostered. We also have LaVisca Chenault, 61%. He's the Jaguars wide receiver who they seem to be using in a lot of gadget ways. So you can look for him to get some, not only receptions, but get you some rushing yards as well. Alshon Jeffrey seems to be lining up for a week five debut. We're going to pay attention to that. He's only 22% rostered. Scoop him up where you can. That receiving corpse is just utterly damaged, and they're going to lean on Alshon Jeffrey heavily when he does come back to bring some life to that offense. I mean, it's really just been Miles Sanders, the end. So Alshon Jeffrey, like I said, 22% owned. Don't look for him to stay healthy the remainder of the season, but look to ride him out for a couple weeks at least. Miko Hardman, he's only out there 47, or he's only owned in 47% of leagues. So he would be a valuable pickup. Granted, he doesn't get a whole lot of volume, but he's scoring touchdowns. You know, he's he's a deep threat, deep threat, and he's getting the ball and making use of it when he does. Tim Patrick, not really interested. But he's only 1% owned in leagues. So he's been getting the ball a lot. And 
with everything going on, you know, Jerry Judy, he's not quite ready for the role to take over the Cortland Sutton role. Uh, Hamler's out with a hamstring. I don't know. I would keep my eye on Tim Patrick over there in Denver. You know, he could rise to the the neat, much needed position with Sutton being out the remainder of the season. Last, I'm going to go ahead and the way the Bills are, play, are playing, they're spreading the ball around. That offense looks great. I'm going to say Cole Beasley. Yeah, I'm going to say it. 64% owned in leagues. All right. You know, he does produce, especially in PPR. And considering how well Josh Allen is playing, I'm satisfied with any of the Bills receivers up to this point. I would also look towards Traquan Smith, wide receiver for New Orleans Saints. Since Thomas has been out, he's certainly been a great handcuff. Uh, He's only 31% rostered, so he's more than likely out there in your leagues. He's worth a shot, for sure. They play the Chargers, though, this week, so keep that in mind. But he would be a quality number three fantasy receiver as long as Thomas is out. Nikhil Harry, New England Patriots, wide receiver. Now, until Cam comes back, I'm not really that interested, but he's 51% rostered. I've picked him up as a stash. I think the kid's got talent, and he has good chemistry with Newton. So if he's out there in your leagues, you might want to pick him up for the future. Cam will be back soon. Brandon Ayuk, he's only 57% owned, and they play Miami. San Fran does. So he's scored at least 12 PPR points in his past two games. If that tells you anything. Now everybody's talking about Olamide Zacchaeus, the wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Now I'm only bringing him up. He's barely even rostered. The guy came out of nowhere, basically. He got 16 targets. All right. So, uh, well, 12 catches. For 127 yards on 15 targets. You know, I got to see it some more. But if, let's say, Julio Jones is out, and if one of the other receivers, Gage or Calvin Ridley, misses some time, he might be worth a speculative pickup. Just keep an eye on him. That's all I'm going to say. Alamide Zacchaeus. Moving over to the tight end position, injuries of note, we have Noah Fant, Jared Cook, Dallas Goddard, uh, Jordan Reed, O.J. Howard, Gronkowski is dealing with some kind of shoulder thing. We don't really know a whole lot about that. Tyler Eifert is out with a concussion. David Njoku, his knee, Jordan Akins. On a bye, we have D.J. Hawkinson of Detroit and Robert Tanyan of the Green Bay Packers. Now, just to talk about Robert Tanyan, I did mention him uh, only because of the matchup and the injuries dealing with the Green Bay Packers. I did mention him last week. Uh, You know, they had a Falcons matchup. The dude was dominant. Six catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns on six targets. I mean, definitely look for him out there if he he is only 53% rostered. Now, he is on bye this week. So, you know, if you need to the position for this week, let's say you've got TJ Hawkinson and you need to prioritize, I would look maybe Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. He's only 63% rostered. 
Um, maybe Eric Ebron. They see Philly. He's only 36% owned. Ian Thomas of the Carolina Panthers. He's only 10% owned. They see Atlanta. I would definitely look towards him. And my boy Mo Ali Cox, they play Cleveland. He's only 47% owned. So, and even Austin Hooper, who plays Indianapolis this week, 46% owned. Now, I'm not interested so much in Cameron Brait. I know everybody's talking about him because he scored this past week. They see Chicago, and while Chicago's not that intimidating defensively, not these days, I just don't know. I'm so uncertain about the, ta- uh, the tight end position over there in Tampa Bay. So let's just recap the tight end position. Certainly look to see if Dalton Schultz is out there. I like that matchup. I like how they're using him in the offense. Robert Tanyan, I like him. Dude's got talent. Aaron Rodgers is going to be using him a lot, but he's on by this week. I definitely stash him as a tight end one in the future. Eric Ebron, he's a red zone threat, but really if he doesn't fall into the end zone, I don't think you're going to be very satisfied with his overall production. Ian Thomas up against Atlanta is one of my high candidates for tight end this week. I would look for him and Mo Cox for sure. 47% rostered. Lean on Mo Cox. They're going to play Cleveland. I feel like that's probably going to be a pretty high-scoring game, a surprisingly high-scoring game. You know, he's got over 100 receiving yards in three games now. so. Mo Alley. If you're anything like me, you probably stream defenses too. I probably do that in 80% of my leagues. So I got some just suggestions. We got the Browns, who are only 24% owned. They're playing Indianapolis. We got the Cowboys, who are only 32% owned. They play the Giants this week. And also the Texans, who are only 13% owned. And they play the Jaguars. And that wraps it up for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got plenty of valuable information. Make sure you put in those waiver wires now or before you hit the sack this evening. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Twitter, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you like the show, follow, subscribe, do all the goodness. Until next time, later on in the week, we're going to get more player news as well as starts and sits by matchup. You know how we do. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Sage. Next time, peace. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken.